0: Hello and welcome. Um, My name's Matt. And I'm Tyler. And today we're going to talk about our coming out stories and some Am I the Assholes. (laughs) So let's start off today by talking about what we're drinking. It's true.
1: So I'm drinking a rum with some sparkling water and lime. Very nice. And some... uh, some of that spritz, I don't know exactly what it's called. It was the juicer. I
0: what know. kind of rum is it? Bacardi. Bacardi, okay. Very nice, and I'm drinking a creamsicle-flavored zero-sugar vodka soda. <laughs> I'm Bella Hadid. <laughs> I am Bella Hadid. <laughs> um, so tell me about your day, Ty. It's been good.
1: It's a lovely day out here in Vancouver. Went for a nice bike ride earlier today and uh, can't complain. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your day going?
0: Pretty good. I had a pretty lazy day of just assembling IKEA furniture, (laughs) or not IKEA, but similar style, and worked and ate some food, played some video games, not much else, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very solid. So, do you want to start off with your coming out story?
1: Sure. I feel like like maybe we can go, because I feel like for me, it was different portions to different people. So, I can start off with, I guess, parents or at least one parent, and then you can do maybe a parent. I don't know if it was separate or together for you.
0: Mine was together.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, we can start with that. Um, Yeah, so the first, uh, I guess, time or inkling I had to um, come out was in grade 11, the summer between grade 11 and 12, I think it was. Um, And I was taking English, grade 12 English, in the summer between grade 11 and 12, uh, cause I'm an overachiever and, um, and I guess we were reading, I can't remember which book it was, but it had referenced it like in English literature, it had referenced, um, a soldier who was basically coming to terms with his sexuality and, um, How hard it was for him I think there was a part of me that wanted to come out to my parents because I as as scared as I was to like come out to them because I feel like in anyone's mind when they're not out of the closet it's like the most terrifying thing and you you know you prepare for the worst but hope for the best so um yeah anyways read that book and I wanted to at least tell my mom, because I figured if I told my mom and she was okay with it, then if any everyone else wasn't okay with it, then that was fine with me. Um, so I came in from summer school. It was a pretty sunny summer day and I just sat by the island counter in our house and was just... Um, probably the most unique feeling of, like, stress, anxiety, excitement, like, jitteriness um, that I had. And I don't think I've ever been as scared in that moment um, in my entire life for anything. Um, But basically, my mom's back was turned to the sink, and she was, like, washing dishes or whatever. And I was just sitting, probably, like, having a snack or something. And I you know, just said, you know, to my mom, like, mom, I have to tell you something. And she was kind of very like nonchalant about it. She's like, oh yeah, like what, what do you, um, what do you want to tell me? And then I, uh, said like, no, like come sit down, um, and I'll tell you. And she came and sat down and there was just this, like, I feel like awkward period of time where I like couldn't say anything verbally. Um, I'm sure people can like relate. Cause it's like, once those words come out of your mouth, you're like, you almost haven't said them to yourself vocally. You've only like said it internally. So I, yeah, just silence for a bit. And obviously my mom was getting like running, so the wheels were spinning in her mind of like what it could be. And was like probably more scary for her because she thought it was probably something like not good. In hindsight i wasn't really thinking about that but probably should have uh, acted quicker um but ended up like i had an agenda of like my like to-do list and like as you do kind of in school and i wrote just like i'm gay on like a page and then just kind of like slid it over to her um and there was a bit of silence for quite a bit and i think what's interesting to me now to know is that like my parents had absolutely no idea. Um, especially my mom, she had like no clue at all. Um, and I think there was just like a lot, uh, going through her mind, but of course she was like, you know, like, that's okay. Like whatever, like I, I love you for who you are. Um, and like, I accept, um, you for who you are. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all someone really wants to hear, especially when it's someone that's their parent, especially their mom. Um, So, yeah, that experience was pretty good. Um, And there was a portion where, like, my mom did say, like, well, you never know, like, it could just be a phase, which is, like, not exactly what you want to hear. But um, I think it came from a place of just, like, being concerned for the world maybe that I was walking into and from their point it's kind of I think at the time they felt it was more of like a choice but you know you you can only be who you are and even though it's maybe on paper it's a harder life it's your life and like who you were meant to be and what you were meant to do so um yeah that was that was the coming out to
0: mom so i have a couple of questions for you Um, so to start out, you said, um, it was in like your English literature class Mm -hmm. where you were reading about a soldier who was coming to terms with his sexuality. Yeah. So what in that moment made you decide that you had to come out?
1: Um, I don't know exactly what it was. I think, I don't, I think it was just something that I wanted to say to someone I felt, in every conversation and everything that I was doing, it was always just like a portion of me. And there were so many times, especially in high school, where you have to like, you know, you're expected to like girls or you're expected to want to date girls or, you know, grab like, I don't know, a dance is coming up and you're expected to ask someone to the dance. And like, it was nice. I, I thought it would be nice to just have someone to at least just talk to or like know that maybe that's not, what I um like the route that I was taking and then I think that literature was like the first portion that I really had seen or experienced of like that being normalized and seeing that it was so far back that this literature had been written in like I don't know when it was written in the 60s probably that like that was a thing and people like you know human beings can have those feelings so I guess maybe It was the first time I saw that it was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Uh, And, like, it made... It just kind of connected the dots, I think, for me. Um, And, yeah.
0: And so, that connected the dots for you about wanting to come out. But when did you realize that you might have, like, same-sex attractions or that kind of um, thing?
1: Probably in grade nine, I would say. And what happened then? What happened then?
0: Yeah. Oh, I think just... um,
1: I think one of the I don't know the most emphasized highlights is just like when I was trying out for like the guys volleyball team in grade nine and I was just like trying out and I'm like I'm like weirdly like wildly interested in these all all these new guys that I'm meeting and like you know you're attracted to them but you don't even realize that you're attracted to them at that time because it's like you're not expecting to have those feelings because everything in society is normalized towards like women, um, you know, men liking women and like pursuing women in media and culture and with your guy friends or with your friends at school. So uh, yeah, that was my first like inkling and I was like, oh, okay. But I wasn't sure even at that time that I was like fully gay or not, but makes sense now. So grade
0: nine was kind of like the first time you remembered having A same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was very later, from what I, from what I
1: hear from other people, which, fair enough. But yeah, I was, in that area, yeah, just very late, or later. So pretty much the start of like more puberty. puberty, Mm -hmm. I
0: would say. And so, did you have any like crushes before that or anything, or, Um, like even of opposite sex or. Um,
1: I always thought people were attractive, like, women were attractive, but not, like, in the same sense as men. Like, the men's had always o- kind of overpowered as time went on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but not, like, prior to grade nine. I would say, like, Justin Bieber was definitely a crush through high school. <laughs>
0: um, you like that little side sweep mop? Back in the day, yeah.
1: Yeah, grown, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just, and was like the only guy around my age at the time that was like really a celebrity that you could, yeah, necessarily it makes sense.
0: like it's kind of like that heart hmm That it's was like your Michael age, Jackson, you know.
1: That era, like era, I'm sure, pe- like it's the same deal with people and Michael
0: Jackson back in the day. Yeah, I guess that's true, because he was like uh, or the Beatles. Icon from a young age. Definitely the Beatles, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How about you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I think for me, a little different in that, like, the first time I remember, like, kind of, I guess, realizing that I might be gay was when I was six years old, so quite young. And basically, the story goes that, so there was this other family and they lived about maybe like three or four blocks away from my family house. And so one of the, there was three boys and one of the boys was my brother, my older brother's age. And one of the boys was my age. And then they had a third older brother. Let's call him like Rob or whatever. Um, so my friend, my brother's friend, we all arranged to kind of go to the park just to play games your house cuz it was kind of like in all of our neighborhood even though they lived like a little bit farther away or whatever. But their older brother Rob came too, and I just remember having a blast, we were playing like, you know, like grounders and like all this all these games at the park and then at the end I just remember like enjoying being around Rob so much even though he's probably like 6 or 8 years older than me. So it didn't really, I mean, didn't really make sense. And so brother and I went home. Um, And I remember being like, oh, we should do that again. That was so much fun. Like, I had a good time. And I just remember really wanting to hang out with Rob again. And so I was like, oh, maybe we can call Rob and, like, ask him to come, like, the next time we're hanging out or something like that. And then I think I remember my brother saying, like, why are you, like, so interested in hanging out with Rob? And then... I think I was like, I don't know, like, I just really like him or something like that. My brother was like, do you like, like him, like him? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Because I think at that age, I didn't realize that there was like, any kind of social stigma around same sex attraction. So I was just like, yeah, I think I do. I think I like, like him. And then my brother was like, oh, I guess you, um, I think he said, like, do you like girls too? And I said, I think I do. Because at that age, I had crushes on like girls too so he was like oh i think that probably means you're bisexual but there's no like kind of like connotation around it it wasn't negative or positive it was just like what it was so um then i was like oh i guess i probably am um and that's kind of how things go when you have like three older siblings uh even when you're younger you just learn a lot through the grapevine
1: yeah and i think you have the advantage of having older siblings Mm -hmm. where like they had a little bit more of a mature side to like care about you and want to not like, I don't know, give you a traumatizing experience of like, you know, if that had gone south, you probably would have gone back in the closet till who knows when.
0: Like. Well, that came later. <laughs> um, so, well, in that instance, there wasn't really like a positive or negative connotation. And even around kids my age, like I would say in kindergarten and grade one, that kind of thing, like, no one really cared how you acted, like if you were being playful or like you know a little bit like flamboyant or like you wanted to play with different toys. Like no one really cared and yeah. recognized you as the other. So we just kind of you know all the kids in my school in my grade probably just hung out. But I think as I got older, that influenced both my brother and myself, um, where like then it was people were saying like oh that's so gay and like you know using the f word and all that stuff. And then that's kind of where it like crept in on both my brother and I. And then I started kind of getting it from him a little bit too. Although not so much, actually. I think it was really more from like other kids. And then I was like, oh, okay, I need to like really repress this or I'm going to be like um, bullied. bullied or like othered. So mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of continued through my childhood. And and it's it's funny because like, it's like I after that book genuinely believed I was straight again somehow I was like oh like it's crazy how your mind can compartmentalize um, and believe two things are true at once so I was like even though I know that that happened when I was six um, here I am at like 10 years old 12 years old 15 years old and it's still like I'm straight yeah of course I am but all these things happen where I like You know had these moments where I was like oh am I attracted to this person because I really like being around them and I definitely think they're cute but it's a guy and I must be straight because I'm not all these bad things that are associated with being gay Mm -hmm. so that's not me so then it really just kind of got repressed until I would say like 16 or 17 where I started watching you know TV and I had more independence and stuff And it's funny when you were talking about your English class reading about a soldier coming to terms with his sexuality, I think in my, like, ancient history class, I read about, like, ancient Greeks and how, like, I think maybe somewhere I mentioned, or when I was online reading about it or something, that, like, homosexuality was pretty normalized in their society among, like, soldiers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think that warmed me up to the idea. And I remember being really interested in reading about that and, like, why that was normal for them at that time. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe this whole societal ideas wrong um so that happened and then i started watching a show called one girl five gays when i was probably like 16 or 17 it was always on <laughs> yeah late at night they talked about you know like the intimate details of their sex lives and and but they also talked about lots of other stuff and just you know their experience in the world and i remember just feeling a part of like this group when i was watching it and it felt like kind mm-hmm. of like my little secret in a way and so kind of by the end of high school i would say i'd really resolved that i need to come out as bisexual because i've had these crushes on girls i definitely have same-sex attractions um so i need to do this so that by the time i go to university like it'll be handled and like i can just be my full self and have this amazing time um but then i just like it couldn't push myself to do it so i went to university was kind of showed up there as being i guess straight i didn't say that ever but people just assumed it and once i think once they started assuming it about me i like got more and more uncomfortable with it Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more of that so the first person i came out to was um one of my good friends my best friend and I was just like, kind of similar deal. I was like, I have something to tell you, you know, she was like, what is it? And then she was making a bunch of guesses. She didn't guess it. So then I think finally I said like something like, yeah, I'm into girls and guys. And that was kind of my first foray. And that was in like my first year of school, but it wasn't until my second year of school that I decided to come out to my parents. And that was because I had met someone that I started dating. Which was a whole serendipitous story in itself because they thought that I was already out of the closet, but it was only because someone else who had the same name as me from my high school was out of the closet. So they thought I was that person. Mm. Asked me out kind of, or we started talking and they started flirting with me, assuming that I was gay. Um, and then we started dating and then they realized, oh, you're not out to everyone. I was like, well, actually I've only told one person. So then I told my parents, and that's, like, what I consider my official... So, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So long, <laughs> do you have the a long-winded. So, basically, we started dating in, like, November or something, or end of November. And then December, it was Christmas break after exams and stuff, so I went home was with my family. But I was also, you know, texting the person I was dating at the time and stuff. Um, and so I was like, okay, I got to do this. Like, I need... Because like, I think as soon as I started dating someone romantically, I was like, oh, I need to tell people that I'm I'm bisexual or gay or whatever. And I think by that point I decided that my like same-sex attraction was much stronger than my opposite-sex attraction, so I just decided to sim- simplify things and just say I'm gay. Um, so yeah, it was New Year's Eve, like December 31st, and um, I think it was just like, I cannot go into this new year without telling my parents because I knew I'd wanted to for like the whole Christmas break but hadn't said anything because it's just so hard. So I think it was a similar situation. Like I was sitting with my my mom in our living room and we were just hanging out on New Year's Eve. Um, and I think she could just sense there was some energy about me that was like off because I was like, <laughs> you know, very tense, probably wanted to say something. And I can't remember exactly... Oh, I wanted to say something. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I need to tell you something. But then nothing really happened. We were were just like, I think I played it off and chickened out. And then it was time for me to go to my friend's house to celebrate New Year's Eve. And I was like, I cannot leave here without telling my parents. So they were literally in the kitchen with me, um, getting ready to drive me over to my friend's place. And I was, I just said, I have to tell you guys something. I'm gay. And both my parents were there. And they were just like, looking at me. (laughs) And then I think it was my dad who was like, oh, like, really? And then I think they were both kind of in shock. Um, But not in a bad way. They were just like, I mean, the timing wasn't great because we were just in the middle of, like, getting ready. Um, Those are the best times. (laughs) But I was like, I need to say this before I leave or it's never going to happen. So I did. And I think my mom and Dad came up and hugged me and said, oh, we love you and stuff. And my mom's like, oh, I think I am like might have had an idea kind of thing. Um, and my dad was like, really? Like, I didn't. And I'm like, how did you not have an idea? But that's besides the point. And then I think as we kind of progressed to getting ready, like my dad drove me over to my friend's place, and I think he was kind of upset in the car and like not in a, I'm upset that you're gay, but just like a very emotional kind of feeling and like he's like oh i still love you you know like i've never worried about you because you've got such good head on your shoulders and that kind of thing and i love you um yeah so that was kind of my initial coming out to my parents but you know as you know it's still kind of like a everyday kind of process that you just become more comfortable with i think yeah
1: yeah i think um it's definitely definitely a process. yeah, I, I can I guess I can connect with because when I came out to my mom, it was solo, it was just her. And um, so yeah, I came out to my dad in the same year, I think it was a couple of months later, but um, I was heading to a concert in Toronto, and I decided to uh, write him a note and basically like (laughs) you're a fan of the notes (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm fan i'm just a big fan of writing it's just such a beautiful (laughs) art form um (laughs) but it was more i think that note was definitely more like um like longer um just kind of detailing out i wish i i think it got that note gotten misplaced i had it for a bit but i wish i still had it to be honest i'll have to ask my dad anyways Um, So I left a note for him and like had left to the concert and um, I think someone was picking me up and then we went downtown, but I was coming back later that night and um, yeah, I think my dad, like my dad just said like, you know, Hey, I got, I got your note and um, he was like really emotional, like about it. And if it's anyone, always my, the dad if, <laughs> if anyone will also if any if you know my dad like he yeah like that stuff will make him like cry for sure and he was just like it was like the bubbly like you know you're still my son and like i love you like that'll never change like nothing about that will ever change which is something that you do really want to like hear from like your parent when you do come out to them but it's also hard to see your parents cry and like and know that like you were like kind of a part of that but um i still think even like a couple weeks ago like my dad you know had said to me you know i just like i feel i still feel bad not bad but i get emotional thinking about how hard that must have been for you to like have to like experience and go through like internally like all by yourself like um you know you're supposed like kids are supposed to rely on their parents and like in that instance a lot of people coming out like they basically you have to be self-reliant until you tell them and then you don't know if they're gonna like be a reliable Mm -hmm. person you know that you definitely hear stories like as everyone probably does when they come out is like you research it you try to like hear everyone else's stories how they did it how it went and like there are stories where like it didn't go well at all and like you know like people end up homeless so it's like that's ringing in the back of your mind before that but it's definitely nice to have um, parents that are accepting but rolling into that, I never I never came out to my sibling I like my sibling, my biological sibling and then my stepbrothers just were told like I think by my parents they obviously don't care but my dad had the note I think that night and went to my brother and was like, did you know that Tyler's gay? Like asking him as if like, he was like, did you know? Like with this note, um, and my brother was obviously like caught like super off guard. I wasn't worried. I didn't even think of like that. That would be a concern just knowing like who my brother is. Like he's not going to, not going to care. But he found out that way basically, um, that I was gay and through that letter and experience. And I think that caused like a bit, of like cuz my mom knew like before, prior to my dad knowing and then my mom was kind of like pretty like frustrated being like that was like his thing to like tell him and tell him when he wanted to and like all that jazz but honestly I'm looking back on it I was like honestly kill two birds with one stone it's fine but um yeah mm-hmm. at the time it was like um an experience so that's like largely how I came out to like my direct family. And then um, in terms of like coming out to people at school, um, uh, I can go more into this unless you want to speak on how you came out to your siblings and then. No, go ahead. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, I came out, I was pretty like open on like, I had friends that I met at school and then friends that I had from high school that went to the same school as me. So I was pretty open about telling them, um, like the people that I met at university. Cause I was kind of like rolling into first year. I was like, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be gay. And like, that's just kind of the way it was going to roll. So I had come out to people like on my floor, friends that I met, da, 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 da. but I hadn't come out to like high school friends. Cause I feel like there's more of a connection there where it's like, they know you for so long and like, it's, it needed to be more of a formal like, oh, I just want to let you know that I'm gay. So it was um, one instance with one of my like good friends was we were having like a sleepover in one of our like uh, residence rooms. And um, I had just mentioned like we were in two separate beds and like it was like I had mentioned, I was like, oh, I have to tell you, I want to tell you something. They were like, yeah, like what's up? And then I just said like, oh, I'm gay. And then like, and then he his response was like, Oh yeah, cool. Like that's <laughs> that's awesome. Like nice. Does that <laughs> I think
0: like that probably felt good to hear.
1: Yeah. It was like very like relaxed and then like it was like a kind of there was a little bit of a silence afterwards and then like he just said like that better not change like our sleepover plans or something like that. It was very like platonic relationship, <laughs> but it was like I don't know, it's fun that way. Um and then, yeah, I had, like, another friend, I think, who I had said more, like, homophobic things, like, in the past, even, like, directed towards me, but not necessarily, like, um, knowing, like, he obviously didn't know that I was gay, so he didn't see it not making it a right thing to do, but he didn't see it as, like, oh, I'm actually, like, it was more of just, like, a joke right. in his mind. Um but i then like yeah came out to him and i think like a lot of like emotion like came over him over the next like day or so just looking back on like things he had said um and experiences we had had and i was like i mean i knew that he did not like he if i i knew if he knew he wouldn't have said those things but you should not say those things anyways but he had later come to me and like was like really upset and was like, I haven't like slept in like 24 hours. Like I'm super upset, like was crying. It was like, I'm so sorry for like anything that I had like said or done um, yeah. in that, uh, like through our high school experience to university. Um, so I think in my mind, it made me feel good to know that I kind of maybe like changed someone mi- someone's mind and like behavior by coming out. Mm-hmm. and i think that's one thing that we don't we probably undervalue coming out is like it changes um the way people uh act or behave in a lot of ways like none of those jokes were ever made again and then on like the secondary front i know people that have told family or friends that i'm gay and then you know they have gone on to be like oh if that person's gay then i can like you know i've been struggling with these feelings
0: I yeah, which we could tell yeah. in a later podcast yeah. because we both have those stories where I feel like it's a ripple effect. When someone sees someone being who they are authentically, it, like, it can inspire them to do the same yeah. and help empower them to realize that it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Is that all of our coming out stories? I can't think of
0: anything notable at the moment that I can... Any other Well we'll definitely have to do some advice on for other people who are mm-hmm. coming out in a future episode. But I think for now, just for time, we should probably move on to yeah, our AMA. Am I the asshole? So A-A. let me pull up my first one.
1: A I A. Call it the A I A. Yeah.
0: A I A A I T A. Okay. All right, so listen closely. Am I the asshole for an uninviting my sister to my wedding party after she said she wouldn't come to the ceremony? Me, female, and my sister Kate have different religions. I'm Catholic, and she is evangelical. We have our ideological differences, but we have a very close relationship. After all, it was just me, her, and my mother our entire childhood slash adolescence. I was proposed to three months ago and I decided I would have maid of honor um, to be my sister and no bridesmaid. My fiance agrees and only chose his best friend. There will be a religious ceremony at the church and then we will go to a venue here um, where the party will take place. For me, it's important to get married in church. It'll happen in four months. When I asked Kate to be my maid of honor and she was super excited. But during the preparations, when she learned that I would have a ceremony at the church, she seemed uncomfortable, but I didn't question it. Well, last week, she called me for coffee and said that she didn't feel comfortable going to a Catholic church because of her religion, so she couldn't attend the religious ceremony, but she would love to go to the party, participate in everything, but she just wouldn't go to the ceremony. I got really upset and said, this is an important moment for me, much more than the party, and I wish all the people I love were there, including you. She replied, I don't feel comfortable going into churches other than my own, but I will participate in everything else. And then I said, I don't feel comfortable in other churches either, but when I went, but I went with the greatest honor to your wedding because I know it was important to you as well as for me. She still stuck to her decision and I felt so tired and sad that I just got up and walked away. After a lot of thinking, I called her and said, if one of the people I love the most can't stay two hours at the most important moment for me. Even though I asked them to be there for me and not for religion, then I think you shouldn't come to my wedding. If you can't make a concession for me, then I shouldn't make one for you. Well, she keeps texting me saying that I'm overreacting and that I should respect her stance. She and my mother are pressuring me to go back on my decision. I'm just really upset. It's something extremely important to me. I would like to have her be there and on my side, but she doesn't want to. And I felt betrayed because I did it for her and she didn't do it for me. Am I the asshole?
1: Damn. Um, What do you think? Yeah, my perspective is on the front of, I mean, I think in terms of just um, celebrating other people and the whole idea behind religion is that you get the individual freedom to practice your beliefs. But at the same time, I think there's a friendship If you're friends with someone, you have to respect their religion.
0: But they're sisters.
1: Right. But they're different religions, right? Yeah. So I think you still should go to the wedding ceremony, regardless of what your religious standpoint is. And on top of that, that she had gone to her wedding and attended the church um, and celebrated with her, I think... Yeah, I don't... I think... I definitely think that... Um, I don't know on the stance of... No, she's not inviting her to anything because of this. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, in my perspective, if someone told me that, I would be fine with it. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I honestly like, don't need that stress in my life of, like, getting that worked up over it. Um, I just assume that they have their own reasons and, like, it. it is what it is. But I would still want, I mean, I still would want them, like, at the party um, and such. I don't know if I have such a, like, a tie to, like, a ceremony in a church. So I don't know from that perspective. I think maybe just, yeah, just letting her, like, you know, make her own, choices you are inviting her and she's not like required to go to said ceremony the same way like you weren't either but i mean so asshole or not the asshole um i think i'm gonna preface this you're gonna be causing a lot of problems down the road just with your family but in terms of just you know probably making this more of a big deal than it than it should be. So you're kind of turning into bridezilla a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like you're a little bit of
0: an (laughs) a-hole. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the opposite stance. So that's interesting. I think like, I'm so sick of people using the religion to justify like, like you're really going to prioritize that above going to your, your only sister's wedding ceremony. And like, that's important to her. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like she's asking you to, like, get baptized in the Catholic Church and, like, you know, put your head underwater and stuff. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Like, if you're going to use religion as an excuse not to go to her ceremony, um, then it makes me question how religious you are in the first place. Like, you'd think if you're, like, really about, like, loving other people and, like, your own sister's wedding...
1: Yeah, Just
0: I because they're a different sect, you're not going to go. I think that's kind of like really misguided. And I think honestly, she, not that she should uninvite her, but I think she is right to, if she wants to, because it's her wedding. She's allowed to have who yeah. she wants to have there. And if she wants to uninvite her sister, because she doesn't want to participate in the way that she wants her to, then I think that's not the asshole. I think your sister is the asshole. <laughs> Um, but that being said, I think you're right that it would escalate the problem to being like, Oh, she just didn't come to the ceremony to like, she was not at my wedding. That's going to stick for the rest of, I think either way it's going to stick for the rest of your life. But yeah, I think
1: it's just harder. It's just causing a harder existence on something. And I mean, it is her sister, of course. So like fair, but I just don't, it doesn't seem like you're going to, you know, like change the the spots on that cow so it seems like you should just you know focus your time and energy on the people that will be there and the experience that that's going to be and then if you're I don't know in my instance if my sibling didn't want to come to that ceremony it'd be hard but I don't, I feel like I would still, because I think internally she still wants her sister there at the after party.
0: Oh, for sure. And that's, she wouldn't be posting on like... Yeah, because she's feeling guilty now, it's like, is it really worth the guilt? Like... But, of course, it's her sister, like, you're gonna feel that way, so maybe she shouldn't have made that decision to uninvite her, but I think she's not the asshole for it. No, I wouldn't. Right.
1: Yeah. Is this the next one? Yeah. So Let's move on 20 years.
0: Oh yeah. So.
1: All right. All right, am I the asshole for literally showing my dad how he behaves every day when he gets home from work? My um, father, um, mother, 46, is the bread, male, 46, sorry, the father is the breadwinner while mom is a stay-at-home mom. She handles everything around the house like cooking, mopping, washing, laundry, etc. I'm the oldest and I try to help out um, help but really there's only so much I can do while my dad just gets home at the end of the day and literally complains about everything like how the carpet isn't clean or how the food is cold. As a result I'd have to listen I'd have to listen to a huge argument daily between him and mom. It's exhausting but honestly I think that my dad is the wrong in the wrong here. I tried talking to him to get him to see how his behavior is, is, but no avail. So what I did was pick a day off for him and pretend to act like him. I put together an outfit that looked like a suit (laughs) and put black tape over my lips to look like a mustache. At 6 p.m., I went inside the house, shouted, I'm home, then sat next to him in the living room and started kicking my shoes while complaining about the state of the house at the top of my lungs. (laughs) He glanced at me, confused, asking what I was doing. I ignored him, then started yelling about the carpet being dirty, shower not ready, the kids needing to be quiet, and so on. He kept staring while my mom and my siblings laughed. My youngest brother kept pointing towards me, saying, this is daddy. I then proceeded to yell about dinner, then berated my mom for not preparing it before time. My dad stopped me in serious tone, asked what I was doing. I turned to him and said, what? I... I can't, can't a man effing rest after working long hours in the most macho voice I could muster. My dad got the hint because this was the common phrase he uses daily. He went quiet and avoided looking at me. I stopped the act and told him I was trying to show him what he's like every day when he comes home from work. He said nothing, just went outside and refused to speak to me later he went on about how i mocked and invalidated him that he does work hard and me doing this was disrespectful and invalidating mom said it was funny but also thought i hurt my dad's feelings and i couldn't could have gotten the message across some other way instead am i the asshole
0: kinda but that's funny <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a funny
1: story for like the like 10 20 years down the line mm-hmm. Um, but it's one way to get um, your your point
0: across yeah I think like really that's not like the productive way to like have a conversation about your dad's behavior and all that but also I don't know if it's it's tough because like I think the kid could just speak to their experience like in a perfect world and talk to their parents but also like I feel like his mom should be I think it's a
1: hard. Helping with that. It's a hard dynamic. I feel like when you are in a household where parents behave a certain way, like a kid can't, doesn't have like the power to really like show. Either they don't have the power to show parents like how wrong like their behavior is, or they just like don't want to listen to it. Um, So I think it can be frustrating because I imagine this person like, has said something in the past or like has done something and was like this is getting ridiculous Probably. i have to do something that's like gonna get my point across um but from my perspective i don't really see that as being i mean it, it's definitely <laughs> put like pushing boundaries but i don't think it's really like crossing i don't know the line too much especially if like i don't know if you're treating a parent that way it's not appropriate it's first of all not appropriate for kids to see either parent treat the other that way in any sense especially oh you
0: mean like how the dad is treating the mom
1: yeah and also that you know a stay at home mom I wouldn't even call it that it's you know uh, like a parent that works out of the house or from home does like a crazy amount of work for like their kids Um, so that job is like yeah thankless and just because you bring a certain income in doesn't mean you get to treat people any way um that you want to um so I think that is probably tough I think anyone seeing their parent either parent get, getting treated poorly is gonna feel some type of way about it um and I think you know you you conducted this without you know calling names or Get I don't know, getting too, like, personal about it and was just trying to, like, use an art form of skit, <laughs> skits and improv an to, artist, to an get icon. his point across. <laughs> so I, I feel like the dad's also go, doing a lot of reflection is kind of, like, hurt, but also is probably going to gain a, a new perspective. So I would say you're not. Um, in the future, I think it's going to help long-term. How about you?
0: Maybe you've swayed me a little bit. (laughs) I think um, you're right. They didn't call any names. They didn't do anything like that. But it is. It could be seen as like passive aggression too. Although it was pretty direct. Eh.
1: I wouldn't say it's passive aggressive. I would say
0: well, it's not like directly communicating. Like
1: yeah, I guess yeah, true.
0: So, I don't know. I don't think they're the asshole actually, because they're a kid who's stuck in a shitty situation, but I think they're they didn't go about it in the right way, but also they're a kid, so yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: I'd be interested to see, to hear what happened after that in their household and see if anything changed, but uh, maybe there will be maybe continued- honestly sometimes
0: maybe it takes something like that to hit someone over the head and change their attitude,
1: yeah. It's kind of interesting to me that he like didn't know that that was him, like right away.
0: Yeah, that's kind that's of weird. Like,
1: like interesting that like you don't realize you're like doing th- these things. Or like, was he saying it to be like,
0: "What are you doing?" I like, don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Like, uh, come on, kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah. Do you want me to do another one? Uh, up to you. It looks like we're at forty-five minutes now. Do a quick, a quick one. Sure.
1: Sound good? This one's pretty short. Um, I, 18 male, live with my parents. I've been paying rent since I was 16, since my parents would be financially effed if I wasn't helping out. A few of my few of my parents told me they are seeing someone that their relationship is open. I didn't give a hoot since it was affecting me until this guy they're starting uh, to see is staying nights. He treated this place like it was his, tries to tell me what to do, and eats all of our, all of, in brackets, my food. I tried talking to my parents about it, but they just said it's their house so they can have who they want here. I really tried to put up with it until this guy tried to discipline my dog. I flipped my, um, shit. It was most certainly not the way you discipline a dog, and I'm already sick of it. I yelled the house, calling him all sorts of, like quote unquote dumb C word piece of freeloader and some more vile stuff that's probably way too effed up to say here, my parents rushed to see what's going on and tell me off but instead I told them off calling them terrible parents that they can shove their house up their hoot and that I'm not going to pay rent to live in a house I have no say in. That dumb C word can cover my rent. I've since been staying with my boyfriend. My parents recently texted me asking for my rent. I told them to f off and reminded them of what I said. I feel like I'm not wrong to pay not pay rent anymore, but I once uh, I went so overboard with my words.
0: Hmm. I don't think they're the asshole. I think, in my opinion, like a sixteen year old shouldn't be responsible for paying the bills. Like they're not even legally an adult yet. Yeah. So why are they supporting their parents and they're like third? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was such an interesting dynamic from that story that I was like,
1: (laughs) um, I was just interested to see how that like went through, but yeah, I think definitely probably not the best to, um, cuss out your parents, but I feel like we've all
0: done it at one point and regretted it later. But, um, how would you feel about your parents having, like, a third person in the home that they were sleeping with? I feel like initially, probably when I was younger, probably would feel different
1: about it because of society. But mm-hmm. now I would be, like, honestly, like, get it. Like,
0: <laughs> do you. Like, but don't eat my fucking, like, chocolate bar. Yeah, but just
1: bring groceries when you come over. Yeah. And, like, don't discipline my dog by, like, hurting it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of what was implied, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, he's probably like gave it like a a tap or something, which I know in some cultures is like normalized. And like, I couldn't imagine if anyone did that. uh, A dog that was in my care or a future dog, I would not not be happy about it. It's like a mm-hmm. like I consider that as assault on like another. It's another human being, another living thing, <laughs> another furry being. Yeah, another, yeah. Uh, but um, definitely, I feel like that's really tough. I can't imagine having that much responsibility at such a young age of like having to pay rent like for your parents like house it just seems but i imagine that's that's pretty common probably maybe we come from such a a level of privilege that. oh
0: you know, well we well, we definitely do but I, I think that gives their kid more of a say yeah if they're if they're contributing to like rent it's like where's their this third
1: contribution where's his yeah then
0: i think they have more of a say as to where like Compared to as if their parents were taking care of everything and also had someone else in the home. Yeah.
1: Whereas they could be like, oh, like, well, you live here for free, and like, like, this is our house. This is we provide for you. So like, we can decide kind of like how the house like rolls. But yeah, I think, yeah, in general, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. But I definitely don't think like that you're in the wrong because you shouldn't um have to pay rent when you're still like supposed to be in high school
0: yeah yeah i don't get that but you know yeah yeah all right well i feel like that's a good place to wrap up for today so sounds good should we do like a final (laughs) cheers yeah cheers cheers to
1: queers cheers to episode one
0: (laughs) cheers to episode one